Well, the Blue Jackets weekend started out strong, got very bad very quick, and then they finished on a high. They had one win, one loss. We're going to talk about both of those. And it's Mailbag Monday, so we've got a ton of stuff coming up for you on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, game recaps, game previews, uh, ranting, and uh, all of the above and more about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So uh, if you're not subscribed over there, then feel free to go and hit that button. It helps me out. It helps you out. Everybody wins. Now, today, like I said, we have to talk about the Penguins game. Not good. But we also get to talk about the Rangers game, which is two thumbs up for me. Uh, so we'll uh, start off with the, the Penguins game and then talk about the more the more fun game which was the rangers game uh the blue jackets lose six to three to the pittsburgh penguins after frankly a really good kind of first half of the game uh they had a phenomenal first period uh they outshot the penguins like 12 to 2 scored two goals and uh it was two nothing going into first intermission i was like this is great i'm having a lot of fun unfortunately because the Penguins are who they are, and the Blue Jackets are who they are. Um, it was it was not to be. Um, they cut the deficit to one with a uh, unexpected goal, and then it just kind of all fell apart after that. Uh, Ken Johnson's first NHL goal could not overcome the Penguins. Uh, everything. Um, it was three two going into the uh, third period, I believe. Um, it was three. It was. Okay, it was two one, and then it was two, and then it was three one with Ken Johnson's first NHL goal, and then uh, offensive dynamo Jan Ruta scored uh, to make it three two. Danton Heinen scored to make it three three, um, and then because the this team hates me, uh, the Penguins, not the Blue Jackets, although I do suspect that the Blue Jackets hate me as well. Uh, goals from Sidney Crosby, Danton Heinen again, and Brock McGinn in the third period. Uh, those last two coming about 45 seconds apart to seal the victory for the Penguins. Um, just after a really solid kind of first 30-ish minutes of play, the Blue Jackets kind of crumbled. Uh, it wasn't even 30 minutes. It was more like 25. Uh, the Ken Johnson goal came 3.57 into the second period, uh, about 12 seconds after the Josh Archibald goal uh, opened the scoring for the Penguins. And just... What a what a mess of a second period and a third period. Uh, five unanswered goals. Not great. Uh, Elvis, six goals on 39 shots. Also not great. Uh, the power play continues to suffer. Um, they only had one power play opportunity, though, uh, which was suspicious. Uh, it came super early in the first period. Uh, Brian Rust took a penalty. And then after that, it was three straight Blue Jackets penalties. Um Penalty kill remains strong, at least, uh, and I don't know. Just this was a this was a weird game. Um, it felt exactly like the game that was going to happen, regardless. Um, 
really good to see Boone Jenner get his first of the season. Really good to see Jack Roslovic get his first of the season. That was a phenomenal goal. Uh, the shorthanded goal on a breakaway just really kind of did it all himself. Uh, phenomenal shot. Um, again, great to see Kent Johnson get his first of the season, His the first of his career, uh, first of many, we hope. Uh, at least first of two. We're going to talk about Kent Johnson's game uh, against the Rangers in a minute. But for the most part, it was just kind of a... It started so well, is the thing. That's what I can't get over. So it was the shots were 17 to 7 in the first period. And then the Penguins clearly didn't like that. They came out and got 16 to 6 in the second, 16 to 9 in the third to uh, outshoot the Blue Jackets 39 to 32. Just the thing about the Penguins is that they just seem to have a switch. And if they have a rough first period, they could just be like, okay, well, we're going to do better. And they can go out and be just the team that they've been for the last 17 years, more or less. Um, which, by the way, it feels bonkers that this is the 17th season where they've had Crosby, Malkin, and Letang as, as a trio. Like, just bananas that that trio only has three cups in, in that time frame. But that's that's beside the point. Um it's it's tough to look at what was good and what was bad in this game because it was such a kind of a tale of two games. You know, the thing, the first half of the game, they did everything excellently. Second half of the game, uh, everything was bad. Everything was bad. Um, they lose uh, Justin Townforth to injury, which doesn't help. Um, but it's just, I don't know, it's one of those games that you just kind of, are there some good things to look at? Yeah. But if you can't do those good things all 60 minutes, then like maybe you should just throw the game away and, and start again the next day, which is, I think, what they did. Um, they kind of, they took the first period that they had against the Penguins and were like, right, can we do this for a full 60 minutes against New York the next day? And uh, the answer turns out to be yes, yes, they can. Um, and we're going to talk about that game in just a minute because, frankly, it's way more fun than talking about yet another loss to Penguins. Uh, so that's coming up in a minute on Locked on Blue Jackets. But first, I've got to tell you about Simply Safe because the numbers do not lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. And you don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. Uh, they protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With the 24-7 professional monitoring, uh, though a the agents call you the moment a threat is detected, they dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're at home or you can't be reached, which is super cool. Um, they have got HD cameras for inside and outside your home. They've got sensors for every room, every window, every door, the backyard, the front yard, the driveway, the garage. They've got smarter ways to detect motion that only alerts you when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods and other threats to your home. So not just people. If uh, the flood levels are getting a little high, they can let you know about that as well, which I think is really, really cool. They use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. And like I said, it's 24-7 monitoring. So even if you're asleep or away or at work, Simply Safe is paying attention, which is really great. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. You can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and you get your first month for free. Once again, visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more because there's no safe like Simply Safe. 
So let's talk about the second game of the weekend, which, frankly, like I said, was a lot more fun. The Blue Jackets beat the New York Rangers, which is always a good start to any sentence, uh, five to one. Just a real good uh, team effort. Everyone had a part to play. Um, Daniil Tarasov gets his first NHL win. He was phenomenal. Uh, I believe 30 of 31 saves. Um, the only goal that went in was a in the last second of a five-on-three power play for the Rangers. Um, but we're, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Zach Rensky opens the scoring. Um, again, a really solid first period for the Blue Jackets. Uh, they got outshot. Six to nine or nine to six, excuse me. Um, but they came out on top, one nothing. Penalty kill remained strong. Uh, extended the uh, the scoring lead. Uh, Andrew Peak gets his first of the season. Igor Chinikov gets his first of the season. Uh, everyone is scoring their first of the seasons at the minute. Um, I believe that's five players scored their first goal. Uh, oh no, six players actually, because uh, Eric Robinson scored his first of the season uh, as well to make it four to one. Um, Artemi Panarin on the five on three uh, after I believe it was Gabranson and Gavrikov were in the box, um, which is not a great combination for your penalty kill, considering those are your guys that you put on the penalty kill a lot. So I don't know what's going on there but they decided that they were going to take a bunch of penalties. Rangers make them pay. Uh, Tony Panarin, who is, I believe, either leading the league or tied for the league lead in points, um, scores his, I think it's only like his fifth goal of the season, but it's his 12th point, uh, his fourth goal of the season, excuse me. Um, makes it 3-1. Going into the second period, and I start to maybe get a little bit worried. I'm like, there's still a lot of time left. The Blue Jackets don't love to respect me in the third period but this time they do eric robinson gets his first we thought for a second it was eric branson getting his first which would have been a real shock um but that's his third period that's his third point in uh seven games i believe so uh he's doing better than expected um did he take a couple of stupid penalties in this game yes that was again kind of what I expected, he was coming in, uh, he was behind schedule, frankly, um, so unsurprised. But for the most part, the Blue Jackets managed to kill it off. Uh, Kent Johnson scores his second goal in like 24 hours. Uh, so he's got two goals in the last two games. Um, real, real impressed with him. Like, I feel like I've spent this entire week talking about how great Kent Johnson is and how good he's going to be. But I mean, I think he's finally starting to figure it out. Um, and I'm excited to see how he does against uh, Arizona as well. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Kent Johnson in the next segment because we're going to do a mailbag segment and there's a question um, that I think Kent Johnson is going to come up in. So we're going to talk about his game in a minute. Um, but I do also want to uh, just like... The team continues to not score on the power play uh, is the thing. Uh, they only had one power play again. Um, they got one very late... Penalty in the third period, uh, or near the start of the third period, I should say, did basically nothing with it, but it's fine. Um, they did get out face-offed by the Rangers, which is not great. Um, in terms of individual performances, then I assume Boone Jenner uh, was the only good face-off guy. Um, yeah, Sean Crowley sitting at 20%. Cole Sill oh, just sitting at 55.6, actually. Boone Jenner had a rough night in the face-off dot. Only 25%, and Jack Roslovic sitting at 41 So Cole Sillinger really kind of improving 
Uh, he had just over 12 minutes of ice time, which is way up from the like eight and a half that he got against, I believe, Nashville. So that's really good to see. Uh, Ken Johnson is still kind of hovering around that 11 to 12 minute mark. I'd like, I'd love to see him get more ice time. I really would. Um, and maybe, you know, two goals in two games. They're playing a very weak Arizona team uh, on Tuesday. Maybe we can uh, take advantage of that a little bit, get the kids some extended minutes and really see what they can do. Um, but yeah, just like finish off the, to finish off the segment. Um, this was a really good game. Like, did they, uh, I believe they got outshot uh, because the Blue Jackets almost always get outshot. Yeah, 31 to 21. But Tarasov stood tall. Um, the penalty kill continues to be strong. Uh, that was their first power play goal allowed in like 13 or 14 attempts, I believe. And uh, they're still sitting in the top 10 in the league. They are eighth overall. They're sitting at 85, 85.7% on the penalty kill. So... We appear to have returned to a state of, okay, yeah, the power play is is cursed, but the penalty kill is still doing pretty good. So would I rather the power play was, was succeeding as well? Yes, absolutely. But if we have to have a special teams unit be good, then having the penalty kill be good is not the worst thing, especially since the Blue Jackets seem to take a lot of penalties this season, which is unlike them and uh, upsetting to me personally. But uh, shout out to Daniel Tarasov once again. First NHL win. He was phenomenal. Um, again, we got a question about goalies in the mailbag. So we're going to talk a little bit more about Tarasov in a second. Uh, and that's uh, that's kind of my my roundup of the weekend's games. One very good game. One very bad game. Um, Blue Jackets are probably somewhere in the middle of these two games. We'll see how they do against Arizona uh, on Tuesday night. I suspect pretty well because, you know, it's it's. It's Arizona, frankly, but uh, that's all coming up in uh, a little bit. In a minute, we're going to do our mailbag segment. I got some really fun, good questions, so uh, we're just going to jump straight into those as soon as we, uh, as soon as I tell you all about game to game. Because uh, once you've made Locked On Blue Jackets your first listen, you can make your second listen game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. You can follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, mailbag. We have, like I said, we've got a bunch of really good questions. Let's uh, let's start with the goalie one, because uh, boom goes the cannon uh, at green9510 on Twitter. Everyone's going to ask the question. Might as well get it out of the way. Do you play the hot hand with Tarasov or do you let Elvis beat up on an easier Arizona team? Also, great job, Tarasov. I agree. Great job, Tarasov. I am kind of in two minds about this. Um, I think for better or worse, the net is Elvis's. He's the starting goalie. Um, I don't think he's going to get supplanted by Tarasov, who has all of six NHL games. Like, weirder things have happened, but Elvis is the starter. If they need to give him, like, a gimme game to get his confidence up, then I'm okay with that. Um, especially they are kind of got a... They've got a, a, a... Not a relaxed schedule, but I think, you know, they don't have another back-to-back for a minute. Um, I believe their next back-to-back might actually be the Tampere games in uh, Finland. So they have a game on Tuesday against Arizona. They don't play again until Friday. Then they play Sunday, and then they don't play a game for four days. And then they have the back-to-back against Colorado, and then they have another four days before they're back to Philadelphia. Um, 
And then the next back-to-back after that is Detroit, Florida. So, honestly, I could see Elvis basically playing uh, every game. So, Arizona, Boston, New Jersey on Sunday. The two Colorado games. Um, uh, Philadelphia, New York. Philadelphia again. uh, Montreal. And then one of Detroit or Florida. Probably Florida. Um, Which is a shame because I think Tarasov needs to get maybe a few more reps. Than, than he probably will get, but they've made it clear they want to ride Elvis as basically as long as they possibly can. Uh, they want him to get as many games in, if that whether that's you know him building up his confidence or him developing more as a goalie. Um, like I could see them playing Tarasov for a couple of those games, especially you know teams like Philadelphia or Montreal, um, even potentially a, a game like New Jersey if they want to make sure that Elvis is healthy and ready for the two Colorado games. Um, like we might see Tarasov in one of those Colorado games, frankly, but uh, I would expect to see Elvis for the bulk of kind of the rest of uh, October and the first half of November, certainly. So while I get the the impulse to ride the hot hand and you know go with Tarasov, who I thought again has been really good to start the season, uh, he had a really good game against Carolina. Was only okay against Tampa Bay, but I feel like most goalies are probably only okay against Tampa Bay. And then he was phenomenal against uh, New York. So who knows? Maybe the coaching staff likes Tarasov. Maybe they go with Tarasov for a couple of games. I would expect to see Elvis in uh, tomorrow's matchup against Arizona, just because, like you say, it's a gimme, essentially. Now that I've said that, the Blue Jackets are going to lose embarrassingly to Arizona because the Blue Jackets love to prove me wrong. But uh, maybe they need to give Elvis uh, an easy game, get his confidence up in time to kind of play a tough Boston team, New Jersey, and then a, you know, a Stanley Cup defending Colorado team. So if they want a game for him to get his, um, his confidence back up, get his numbers back up, like Arizona's a really, a really good option for it. So uh that's kind of that's kind of my opinion. Um I wouldn't be surprised to see Tarasov, but I do think we are going to see Elvis. Um another question, uh who sits when Line is back? This is a really tough question. Um I mean right now the answer is going to be Liam Foodie, um who in fairness I thought had a great game. Uh, I didn't even mention him against the Rangers. He had two assists. He looked really good. Uh that was his first meaningful hockey game since like January 30th, I believe. Um, so he had a great game. However, he's not Patrick Line. Um, I think he sits and I think they're happier to take him out of the lineup than they would be if Justin Danforth was still in that spot. Uh, Justin Danforth is, uh, out indefinitely is what they've said, which I assume means that they don't quite know how long yet. Um, again, I think the light schedule is going to help this. He probably won't miss too many games. They have, I think three games this week, two games next week. Um, and then two games the week after that. So a really, really light schedule. Um, but the that's really the only option for me, I think, is taking Liam Foodie out if uh, Lionel comes back before Danforth does. Like, And then I think the other thing that they'll do is probably look at taking Kent Johnson out of the lineup, which is a shame, but it is just kind of... Like looking at the looking at the roster, there isn't really anyone. Like you could take maybe Eric Robinson out, but I've really liked Eric Robinson, and they love that fourth line. They love the Robinson Corelli Olivier line. I would take Olivier out as well personally. Um, but just looking at the lineup, like Chinikov, now that he's really started to heat up, he's got five points in his last three games. Uh, he's potentially an option, but I think they probably want to keep him in, especially if he continues to um, to to heat up. 
uh, Foodie, we've mentioned. Obviously, Goudreau, Jenna, uh, Nyquist, Rosovic, Sillinger, Voracek are all staying in the lineup. So really, it kind of comes down to, do they want Liam Foodie healthy scratched, or do they want to send Ken Johnson down to Cleveland to maybe get some meaningful minutes with the Monsters while the Blue Jackets are in Finland? Because um, I assume that Lionel will be back for those two games against Finland. And after that, who knows? Maybe he goes back for those two games and then goes back on IR for two weeks because he play- came back too soon because he wanted to play in Finland. That seems like a thing that a hockey player would do. Um, it's a much tougher question than than it would have been maybe two weeks ago. You know, um, I was immediately like, well, obviously Ken Johnson is going to sit because that's like the most logical choice. But now with Danforth out um, and also with Ken Johnson scoring two goals in two games and really looking dominant in the minutes that he's playing, um, that becomes a much harder but it's much harder to take him out of the lineup now than it was, you know, two, maybe three games ago. Um, so, obviously, those are, well, those are your options. Do you take Liam Foody out? Do you take Gant Johnson out? Or do you break up that fourth line, which Brad Larson really loves? Um, who's to say? There's just no way of knowing, but it does feel very much like it's going to be that first option. Um, if Danforth is back, makes it a little bit harder. Uh, I think Line A will be back before Danforth is um, because indefinitely doesn't sound great. And uh, who's to say? Uh, maybe they will surprise us. Maybe they'll do something insane and take like Cole Cylinder out of the lineup for a couple of games. But he's one of the only legitimate centers that they have. So then it becomes, you know, Patrick Line plays on the left side for the most part. Uh, I believe he's been playing on the right side now that Gaudreau's here. But, you know, do you take a center out of the lineup to put an elite winger in? Probably not. So my money is on Foodie or or Ken Johnson. Um, and that's kind of all I've got for you today. Uh, tomorrow, we've got another squad cast coming your way. I'm sitting down with Robin Leano of Locked on Coyotes. Um, I'm going to talk to her all about uh, how the Coyotes are doing this season, uh, how they are going with their tanking for Connor Bedard strategy. Uh, we'll take a look at the matchup, maybe make some fun predictions. And uh, so that's coming up on tomorrow's episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Every day, Locked on Blue Jackets continues to be free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. So uh, if you haven't hit subscribe throughout this episode then uh, and you've enjoyed this episode, then why not hit the subscribe button right now? I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on. <laughs>